Welcome back, everybody. Mm-hmm. Back at it again. Prefer not to say podcast. Back with another <laughs> episode. <laughs> uh, sorry, my uh, intro isn't. Con- uh, <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, I can't even. What is wrong with me today? That's my intro. Yes, I can't find words. <laughs> consistent there we go (laughs) they're never consistent as greg is having an aneurysm on the air (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh so so today's episode is called the dan price experiment now if you haven't seen the headlines current headlines you may recognize a headline that was about 2015 where a CEO decided to take a pay cut to raise his employee's salary to a minimum of $70,000 a year. Ring any bells, anybody? Yeah? No? <laughs> I should hope so. So, Answer. yeah, apparently he had, uh, <laughs> yeah, fucking come and talk to us from the future while you're hearing this. Uh, so apparently he, he had read, what was it, like a, uh, a study that was done that said like $70,000 annually was like the, uh, the comfortable living wage, you know, in, uh, in his area. And so that's what he based his number off of. But he was like, everybody that works for me is going to be able to, you know, not struggle. Yeah. And well, funny enough, he were, (laughs) he's the CEO of a company called gravity payments and it's a credit card mm. processing and financial company, which is almost ironic. Like credit card company paying people good. I, I don't see that. <laughs> oh, man. Credit cards. One of the, the worst inventions ever, in my opinion. Or at least the worst easily accessible concepts. Oh, here's a credit card just to anybody. Fuck your whole life up. No problem. Yeah, but it's really on that person if they if you choose to use it. Mm-hmm. With great power comes great responsibility. Most people don't have responsibility. Comes, so with great credit comes great debt because you're a fucking idiot. No. <laughs> oh man. I'm off track already. This is a great start. So Dan Price. <laughs> He did he did he did good by his employees. So he recently mm-hmm. announced five years later how well everyone's doing and how great his business is doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I I'll actually put up his Twitter post because he did it in a tweet. Actually, the pin tweet is when I started a $70,000 minimum wage for my company in 2015, Rush Limbaugh said, I hope this company is a case study in MBA programs and how socialism does not work because it's going to fail. Since then, our company tripled and we're a successful case study at Harvard Business School. (laughs) Now, I have to dissect that real quick because I'm getting real sick of people throwing around terms socialism and communism. Because mm-hmm. most of the time you don't know what you're talking about, and it you're what they're using it to describe isn't where these term where these ideologies actually lead towards. But to say this is a an example of socialism, how a company just paying their employees more, mm-hmm. 
if anything, it helps. It it's helps just, people get more involved in capitalism because it's the prospect real, of higher pay. Why don't you? Why don't you want the people that are buying your products and paying for your services to have more money to buy your products and pay for your services? It's insane. Yeah, it's so, <laughs> so wild. I mean, if I had a company, I'd want. I don't want you to have the money to buy my shit. For real. <laughs> That's kind of a funny guy. It's like we got a lot of stuff, but I don't want you to afford it. <laughs> Honestly, it's it, it's it's just a silly thing. But yeah, he gave some figures on what it actually improved, and he says, since my company started a seventy thousand dollar minimum wage in twenty fifteen, our business tripled. Staff who own homes grew ten percent or. Tenfold. So times 10. 401 contributions doubled. 70% of employees paid off debt. That's impressive. 70% of your employees paid off all their debt. Staff having kids soared by 10%. Now, this is an important figure, people. It's one of the reasons a lot of people don't want to have kids nowadays because they're expensive. Mm hmm. That's that's the uh, primary reason why you're never you're never gonna see me with a child. Fuck that. I was not born <laughs> into the right like economic level <laughs> to have a kid. I uh, hate to say it like that because it sounds so fucked up, but that's how it is. I mean, you know, it, that makes sense for most people. But uh turnover mm. dropped in half. If only companies would understand that part. It's like, man, you don't want people keep quitting at your place. Hmm. Maybe there's a specific issue that they're having. Mm -hmm. Our company is such a revolving door and we can't figure it out. Just pay them better. They'll stick around. (laughs) 76% of staff are engaged at work. Two times the national average. Wow. That that right there. You want engagement? Give a little bit more of the green. Mm hmm. Yeah, and then he goes on to talk about how uh, he's saying that people are pointing to him as an example of how capitalism should and can work. And then he goes on to point out no one else has followed suit, not a single company. In fact, he's looked at as a novelty. You know, he gets like he he's like the oh that's really cool what you did, good for you, but no one really cares. Mm-hmm. Because everyone looks at the the. The the crazy price cut he personally had to take to do that. The measure he had to go to to guarantee a better standard of living for all of his employees. And no incredibly wealthy industrialite is going to say, oh, yeah, I'm going to give up 90% of what I have right now so that you peasants can live better. Yeah, that is do so you, true. Do you, picture, do you picture Bezos giving up 90% of his, his hoard of gold? To, to see his employees doing better? I don't. He Giving up 90% and still being in the 1%? Think about that. <laughs> he, could, he could give up 99% and still be good. What, he's... I, I think he just passed 200 million or something fire. like that. Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm uh, saying maybe. he's a dragon. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a dragon hoarding all the gold. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is always such a weird concept in any sort of tale. Like, dragons yeah, are all the, about the gold. <laughs> what they got spent it on. <laughs> it's a dragon equivalence of, like, you know, high fashion. Kind of want to know why, where that story originated, you know, why they obsess over it. All I ever see is I'm sleeping on it. You can't tell me that gold's comfortable. <laughs> Maybe it is. And we're just like, we've been doing it wrong this whole time. I guess. <laughs> That's oh, it. Somebody wa- give me a pile of gold. I'm trying to take a nap. <laughs> no, a, wa- a waterbed, but liquid gold. Ooh. Well, I mean, at that point, it's a liquid. So, like, I've slept on a waterbed, so it's kind of it's just the same. Maybe a little bit more viscous. Go <laughs> like waterbed. Yeah, we are really. Jelly. <laughs> <laughs> what? A waterbed no, filled je- with jelly. <laughs> no, no, no. A waterbed filled with jello. Oh boy. <laughs> a waterbed filled with pudding. All right, back on track. <laughs> I like trailing off on this one. This has already gone in so many fun directions. Anyways, back to back to the story hand. So yeah, it's it's really interesting how this is an example of how it just it, it's hard not to think people are just trying to keep people poor. Cuz what what did this dude really lose by cutting his like salary? Not not much. Um, from my understanding, he cut his salary to 70K a year. So he dropped himself to, at, to he made himself an equal to his employees financially. So when I see someone who's like, that's that's when 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 there's people that are like, that's a novelty, that's not sustainable. You can't you can't create a, a growing business model off of that. All I'm hearing is people saying, I'm afraid to be one of you. I'm afraid to be less than better than you. You know what's odd? It's when they talk about novel, it's the same thing that happens in every single shit paradigm shift. It's like from radio to television. Mm-hmm. TV won't work. Radio is where it's at. Then look what happened to TV. Streaming, mm-hmm. that's not sustainable. <laughs> or, just, or just anything. services, no one will pay for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's. But yeah. Countless times where it's, you know, <laughs> it's it's almost like they don't want it to work. They just have to keep it's like they're convincing themselves. Nope, not possible. I don't believe it's going to happen. It's not going to work. Afraid of the change. If anything, I hope that's a good sign. I hope that's a sign that maybe it, maybe it won't be so soon. You know, it's been five years and no one's followed suit. Maybe a few more decades and more companies will follow suit. But maybe it is a sign of the change. Yeah. Do we know the age of this dude? Because I I couldn't find it. He's young. I know that much. I know he seems uh, young. I, I looks can be deceiving. He could be forty seven for all I know. <laughs> he could be. He could be. But in the in the light reading I've done, it said something about he founded his company pretty pretty young. He started pretty pretty early. Hmm. I don't know his exact age. Oh, maybe you know. I would hope that people follow suit, or at least bring back more benefits than just a paycheck it's kind of wild when people would talk about the things they had like back in the day i mean one when they had pensions the company paying you for the rest of your life that (laughs) 
Yeah, I can see. I can see why they wanted to throw that one away. They're like, "No, nah, we don't want to. Mm. We like you, but we don't like you that much." So I would like to bring up though, in the in the bit of light reading I did on the subject, um, Price said he was motivated by a conversation he had with one of his employees while they were on a on a smoke break. He had went out to have a conversation with him and he asked him, you know, you see the stuff seems off. Are you okay? Like what's going on? And his employee turned around and this one was apparently known for being shy and not outspoken and told him to his face, you're ripping me off, you know, and they had a whole conversation about how he's not paying his employees enough and uh, they feel like it's not a competitive wage and they're out here struggling. And so he had dealt with that conversation and, you know, confided in his friends and family and be like, I felt like victimized, you know, I felt like, uh, like I had, I had erred and been in the wrong because he had, you know, put a cap on wages, you know, get his company through the whole recession that happened. So I just like to bring that up to point to the fact that this wouldn't have happened if that one employee hadn't spoken out and said, Hey, you're not paying me enough. That's kind of <laughs> like the way the way that the conversation flows. He basically was like, you suck. That's what's wrong. <laughs> yeah, but that that goes to show what kind of character he has to where that actually like that one conversation made him think, man, maybe I really need to rethink things. Yeah, it, then, it shows he, he has just, a moral compass. Yeah, and he's not. You know, he didn't give him a pizza party. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> he didn't, maybe he threw enough. A- <laughs> all right, how about <laughs> how about some little Caesars? You'll be all right. <laughs> I've never been in a place that gave little Caesars. If 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 a place ever serves me little Caesars and not good pizza, I take the back. I like little Caesars. I'm not knocking on little Caesars, but you know, you better you better throw some quality if you're throwing me a pizza party. Hmm. Yeah, maybe, I used to maybe. tell all my uh, I used to tell all my old um, employers, you know, they're like, hey, well, uh, we're going to do whatever we can to, you know, take care of you. They'll they'll like host a pizza party or they'll like bring like Gatorade for or waters for uh, people that are out there doing like manual labor jobs out in the weather, stuff like that. Anytime they're like, oh, is there anything we can get you? I'm like, how much did you spend on this? And like, I'll ask them point blank to their face. I'll be like, how much did you spend on this pizza that you're handing out? I'm like, oh, this amount of dollars. All right. I would have eaten like what? Two slices. All right. So give me that percentage of money. Don't give me this fucking food. <laughs> that's why that's I always broke it down to them. I'm like, however much you spend on this, fuck that. Give me the money. Because I need that way more than I need this pizza party. Right. And they don't need the tax write-off that that pizza party allows them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it just goes along the thing, you know. People, well, I, I've experienced multiple things over the last several years. Is there's two sides of the? It's hard to find good workers. Like, there's some people who just aren't good workers, but there's also no reason for everybody to be a good employee anymore. We can't call a paycheck an incentive to work because that doesn't make sense. It's a basic necessity. It's like, oh, I'm making you more money. I just disappeared. <laughs> Sorry, for folks, my camera went out. Are, uh, <laughs> video chatting over Zoom and the screen just went blank. 
<laughs> but yeah, I, I get that a hundred percent, you know, it's like, if you were to have that conversation with your employer today and say, Oh, well, you're ripping me off. You're not paying me enough. They'd be like, well, you have a job, don't you? And that'd be the end of the conversation. Or, you know, you'd get fired for speaking out. Yeah, yeah. that's. Yeah, that's, that's just one of those things. They look at you as I mean, if the, the job is a gift. Oh yeah. I've, I've been in plenty of places where they kind of treat you like, you know, I should be grateful. Like, like that's my only option. Mm-hmm. I can't sit here and be grateful for something that isn't, that isn't an opportunity for me. I can't be grateful for something that isn't going to better my situation. This is as much as a necessity to me as breathing air is. I'm not, I, I'm not especially grateful for the fact that my lungs work. You know, they just do. You know, I just yeah, it's have a basic to human get function. Paycheck. I'm not excited about it. Yeah, that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just want to know, like, where did the shift happen? You know, it's li- it's literally really only affected our generation and onward. Like, I, I was hearing someone talk about how uh, there's a study done and we're the only generation who doesn't make more money than their parents by default. Mm-hmm. I'm also seeing a lot of uh, numbers going around that saying, oh, if wages increased alongside parallel to production, everybody should be making 25 something an hour. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Wait, how much? <laughs> yep. It is unparalleled greed. That is the cause. Well, I've also noticed there's a really odd thing where older generations just don't get it because one, there's a lot of generations. They're just all about status quo. They don't want things to change, but also they don't realize how different it is out here for everybody. Like if they, if they, if they started in the same conditions and had to just fend for themselves in the way that most young people do, they wouldn't be able to do it. Mm. It's like, you know, especially the homeowners, I'm pretty sure most of them aren't really that aware of the fact that most nice places require you to, be making triple what rent is. Mm-hmm. I've heard multiple people say that. that yeah, is, that, I, is, <laughs> that is something that always, you know, set me back or, or really blew my mind. You know, is that you're, you're applying to like rent somewhere and, and they, they need a proof of income. That's, that's more than three times the, uh, the cost of the rent. And it's like, if I made if I made any much more than that, I'd just be buying a house. I wouldn't fucking be here. Yeah, or or if your credit's not that great, like they want. The, uh... Go ahead. Oh, uh, or you know, if your credit's not that great, they they want an extra rent payment up front. Mm-hmm. It's like at that point, they don't even care about your salary. They're like, "What's your credit look like?" Ah, uh, we we need extra money from you. <laughs> What? <laughs> How much extra money? Well, rent six hundred. So carry the three. We need five grand for you to move it. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. But you know, the in all those points that he brought up that you know affected everything. If people wondered why millennials don't do this, that, and the other, it's because we we don't get paid that much by the regular jobs. 
You know, it's like, yeah. oh, home ownership, home ownership just grew massively. Yeah, because they can afford it. People having kids more. Yeah, because they can afford it. <laughs> <laughs> Why is the birth rate declining? Nobody can pay for like childcare. Fuck you mean why? <laughs> it's like yeah, I mean, and it's not common for somebody to make <laughs> enough money to where taking care of the entire household, where one person can work and the other one can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, childcare is really expensive. I've just heard stories, and it's like some people can't even afford that. The only, the only way that I think people can justify the the outlook of like bewilderment you know just being like well why aren't people doing this and why are employees like that it's it's willful ignorance at that point you know it'd be it'd be like saying man why are these people at war dying because they're around an area where bullets are flying the fuck do you mean why It's, it's that obvious to me i don't understand how people can't see that why are these employees lazy because this is america and you get what you pay for and you're paying peanuts it's like it's almost like they're asking, why aren't employees happy and why is it not the reasons you're going to give me? What other reason is it? <laughs> why aren't you okay with living in poverty forever? Come on. It's it's totally Why are you not totally working cool, to the best just, of your ability you know. and why is it not your paycheck? <laughs> it's it, it's almost like Come on. It, it's I, I still laugh at the meme when they're like, you know, this person quit or got fired. Like, oh, are you going to replace that uh, person? That job was pretty important. Mm-hmm. And it goes, LOL. No. And I just die at the LOL part because that's how the company reacts. LOL. No, of course not. <laughs> you going to give anybody a raise? Nope. More employees leave. Man, everyone's leaving. That's just that's wild. I don't get it. I live for those conversations in in my workplace, wherever, wherever I work in, in my past, I've always enjoyed having that conversation when, you know, like a a supervisor or like HR or somebody comes out and they want to speak to all the employees and like, we want you to let us know how we're doing as a company and how we can better accommodate you and all this, that, and the other thing. And I'm always just like, pay us more. (laughs) He's <laughs> like, well, I mean, we can't do that because accounting and blah, 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 blah. And that's a lot of stuff that we can't, you know, push through without, you know, whoever to sign off on it. And I'm like, that's cool. Pay us more. Like, OK, but what else could we do? And I'm like, pay us more. <laughs> I live for that conversation. I know it's going nowhere because they just don't give a shit. But I just li- I live for that interaction. It's wonderful. I like how people almost get nervous when they have to respond that. with a, we're not going to pay you more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a, how can we make your lives better? And, and uh, regardless of what you say, it's going to be a pizza party. So deal with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. Oh, that's why that's why we always encourage one multiple streams of income and working for yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not at the point where we're working for ourselves yet, but we're we're trying Mm-hmm. it's like you always say I've, sling them feet picks if you have to i've prided myself on never being in the situation where i am entirely dependent on the cash flow from an employer you know i've always had my options available to me so i've always been in that position of power or at least position of confidence in every workplace to speak my mind and let them know like you ain't paying me shit i'm not really gonna give you a whole lot you know it's like if if somebody were to tell you 
all right, I got this car for you. $5 and you can have this car. What do you expect out of that car? That it's not going to run. That it's probably going to be a drawing of a car. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a Lego car. <laughs> Cardboard yeah, box. <laughs> you know, so like why are, why are employers surprised when they pay someone minimum wage? You get minimum work. Like the fuck? You pay someone below what what would allow a comfortable state of living. They're going to put other things. They're going to prioritize differently. They're going to not give a shit about the workplace. They're going to give a shit about maintaining their mental health and making sure that they don't, you know, get depressed to the point where they just blow their brains out. You know, if a, if a company isn't paying me enough to, I hate to say it like this because it's going to make me sound like a terrible employee, but if a company isn't paying me enough to like take care of myself, then you bet your ass I'm going to call in whenever the fuck I feel like it, you know, and I'm, I'm going to work how I feel. I'm going to, I'm going to come in there. I'm going to treat this place as it's treating me like shit. And you know what the, the funniest part about that is? Those mm. are the kind of employees they keep. I mean, the difference between you and most people, though, is like you have no problem leaving a job yeah. for something else. But it's, you know, <laughs> See, the people where it's like they're the, the most useless people. They have no problem keeping them because they'll never leave and they're fine getting paid mm. what they're getting paid and suffering. Yeah. See, now here's the thing, though, is like I'm just I'm reflecting the energy that is in that workplace. There there are plenty of stories where I have. OK, so I delivered appliances for six years. I'm sure everyone's tired of me fucking saying that. But when I was doing that, <laughs> I felt like I was being so like I was used to or I was around all my friends who were like working in uh grocery stores as cashiers or whatever, and they were all making minimum wage. And relative to them, relative to my community, I was getting paid ridiculously well as somebody who was just entering the workforce, you know? And so I saw all this extra money and all that made me want to do was do my best at work. You know, I had all this extra cash flow and I was, I was grateful for it. So I would go above and beyond. I was the person who was like, all right, I'm off work. Is there any other trucks nearby that I can go and hop on and help them and get them off work? Or are there any customers that needed somebody to go back to and check out an insulation or some shit like that? You know, I was that person. I had that energy. So all I'm, all I'm trying to say is like, I'm like a living example of it. If you pay someone what they're actually worth, then they'll give you that value. Yeah, I can agree with that. And they'll give you that consistency. <clears throat> you know, I am because before I didn't really think about it, but now I'm really concerned when people have the opinion or just like want to decide that people don't deserve whatever salaries they want. I find mm. that so weird. Like if you're, if you're, if you're looking at it from a point, if you're looking at it from a point of numbers and the types of work and the value of the work and markets and you know, the way they kind of work is like, okay, there's, there's certain things that don't agree with the numbers, but it's weird when someone says these like, yeah, people you're not don't have deserve a this. Say he's worth a hundred k. Yeah, but when you when you start <laughs> or, or the discussion, like you know, I find it really weird when people want to discuss and throw the term unskilled labor out, like it's like it's a mm. bad thing to work those jobs. But yeah, during my, the pandemic, they're the favorite, most essential people. Yeah, my favorite concept about the whole unskilled labor thing is that. Okay, well, it's an entry level position and you're saying, well, it's unskilled labor. Okay, we'll take that person 
that's at that same entry level position a year later and then take a brand new person who knows nothing about it and put them on like in that position doing whatever it is that the other person is doing and you'll find out really fucking fast that that person who's been there you're developed a skill so like as 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 much as you want to say it's valueless work or it's it's I, I don't like that term either, unskilled labor. As much as you want to say it's unskilled labor, there is an element of skill necessary to it. There is a craft to be perfected. It may not be as grandiose as being a plumber or an electrician. That's fine. But there is a craft there to be perfected. And it's really interesting because a lot of these jobs, the thing people fail to realize is they might not develop IQ, but they develop EQ. Emotional mm-hmm. intelligence is very valuable especially just in general interpersonal communication skills. There's certain things you don't learn in a skill job, especially because skill jobs, you kind of operate under the basis of being a robot unless you're in something Mm -hmm. more creative, but yeah, it's, you know, like the (laughs) working retail personally, I think everybody should take a crack at retail every now and then. Mm. not forever don't or do it forever some, some profession where you, some <laughs> some profession where you're face to face with the consumer or just like like yeah like a customer service job mm-hmm. it it definitely puts things in perspective i'm respectful to anybody who services me because i've been in those positions you have to you know, and, and it's funny because the people who mistreat those people never worked in those kinds of positions, so they don't get it. Yep. They've uh, been coddled and, and uh, guided into their particular field. They've never really had to struggle for much, or they've never been in a situation where the outcome of their work was dependent on their interactions with other people. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's such a weird conversation people have. But also it's, (laughs) I think you said it before, you know, nobody should be concerned with what someone else pays their own employees. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I I would say as far as overpayment relative to whatever, uh, you think is right for your industry. So I'm not going to say, I'm not going to sit here and get upset that company B is paying people more than company A, but I 100% am going to be absolutely livid that company A is paying their people less than company B. If that makes sense. Like if I see my friend doing a job and being underpaid and I know of an opportunity where they can make more doing about the same, I'm 100% going to get involved and tell them about it and try to pull that employee out of that shitty situation. But I'm never going to be like, I I get what you're saying. That company's paying them too much relative to myself. You know, I'm not going to be upset that I'm, if I'm doing a job and I'm being compensated adequately, I'm not going to be upset that another company is handing out bonuses, you know? I mean, yeah, because I mean, at that point, extra incentives is really their prerogative. Mm-hmm. I mean, and uh, I would just say it's kind I, of I contextual think, and relative. Yeah, and I, I think one thing, um, you know, 
I'm not going to get mad at anybody in entertainment for how much they make because it's just like that's operating on a different system or like sports, like athletes. Mm. It's like this. You have to understand, like, (laughs) you know, I I mean, there's some points in the entertainment industry where people are kind of like, you know, being treated are being mistreated. But you got to realize, like, especially the ones who aren't, though, it's it's just the way the system works. It's like athletes. It's like, you know, they've got contracts like, you know, you know how much money they pull in. They'll pay whatever they want to pay. I don't give not one single fuck if somebody throws a football 60 yards and gets paid $100 million for it. I don't care. Until you hit that B, I'm not concerned. Yeah, because I mean, millions only go so far. Billions is where it's like, okay, you're just in, you're astronomical. This doesn't compute with anybody's brains properly. Mm. No human like being before, is worth a billion you know, dollars. You got a couple hundred million dollars. You could you could spend that on a movie, make a really high budget mm-hmm. movie, and lose it all. Mm-hmm. You're in the billions of dollars. There's no such you're in a situation. Money doesn't exist for you at that point. <laughs> total economic collapse, and you're still wealthy. <laughs> total total economic collapse, and you make more. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> That's the that's economy crash and my that is, income tripled. <laughs> that's inherently evil wealth is is how I'll say that. Inherently evil. You don't get that. They also get everything for free. Objectively hurting people. Like what was it? Entire uh, communities at that. I think I think Bill Gates got like a McDonald's gold card or whatever. He can get free McDonald's everywhere he goes. It's like what if the richest Fucking man in the world doesn't have to why? pay for McDonald's? <laughs> Of all things, though, McDonald's. <laughs> like, fuck out my face. If I was wealthy and I got some dumb shit like that, I would give it away to a homeless person. Like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Somebody else needs this. <laughs> Free food forever, you, you fucking crazy. <laughs> you know what I find really interesting? Are the people with the conservative point of views that make it so they don't want people to get paid more, but they're always charitable wanting to give to people. They always want to give to people in need. And then I realized how twisted that really is. You don't want them. You want them to rely on other people's hand-me-downs for their whole life. It's. I mean, I mean, there, 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 are, there, there are points where it, it does have good intention, but it's like, but I, I mean, and I mean, when they have that opinion, but then want to give, it's like, or you could just support them being paid more and then they can get nice things. Hmm. I think it's this, as as twisted as it sounds, I think it's an innate need to feel better than those around you. You know, so those, so the person who has that mentality, they don't want people to be paid more, but they want to be able to give to those who have less than them. So they want people to understand their place in the world, so to speak. They want, they want these people to know that without me, y'all ain't shit. That's the type of vibe that they're trying to trying to ride. Yeah, it's you know definitely the whole, something I've the hand really understood. They want to be the hand. Yeah, some people want to bite. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Like I've always, I've always despised people who say they'd give the shirt off their back for another person. I'm like, no, I'm gonna buy you another shirt. I'm not giving you my shirt. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm not going to struggle for your sake. No, sorry. I'd rather just 
yo, I mean, let's go to the store. I'll buy you a shirt. So you don't, I've been working all day in this. You don't want this shirt. Mm-hmm. I don't know, or, or just people to make a point to talk about how charitable they are. It's like, is that, mm-hmm. does that make you feel good? <laughs> Cause you just sound awful right now. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give you the shirt off my back. I'm not gonna donate to a cause that has promised to help you. I'm gonna drive you to work since you ain't got a ride until you get a ride. You know. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm gonna help yeah, you better you to, your situation. I'm gonna you take you charities, to these job That's a whole system that is just you know a scam anyway. Not all of them, mm-hmm. but you know, it's kind of wild how rich people give to all these charities. Like, man. Let me look at those books. How much pays for the infrastructure of this charity? Because charities aren't cheap to run. Or that's why, like, uh, when you find out about celebrities that, like, give a, like, they give all the time, but they don't say anything. And everybody's like, why don't they say anything? Because it's no one else's business. That's the other thing. Like, mind your business. Being in other people's pockets is not, that's not your concern. Yeah, like I was uh, saying, I'm not concerned with anybody who's a millionaire. <laughs> I, I like what you said. Because uh, I think the article about Dan Price got shared. And you, you said, when we bring out the guillotines, homie gets a pass. Yeah. Yep. I, I, I remember that was my first thing. <laughs> when we finally hit that point and it's off with their heads, I'm going to find this dude and be like, no, he's one of us. <laughs> oh my god it's like a working example of that scene in half baked where um scarface quits his job it's like fuck you fuck you fuck you you're cool mm-hmm. fuck you i'm out and it's like the mm-hmm. you're cool damn price <laughs> I, I just find it wild how <laughs> it's going to be looked at as novelty and unsustainable this is a it's a living example of what could be Oh yeah. I mean, I think the the wildest thing is he played it by the scientific method. Mm-hmm. And everyone is denying it. It's yep, he, 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 he did he his experiment. Off. He proved it. <laughs> yeah. He did it. <laughs> It, step by step it works <laughs> literally the scientific method was applied and he proved mm-hmm. his point and everyone's like oh that's cool good for you that's not gonna work and by that i mean i'm not gonna do it because <laughs> i want all the power you know that and that's the wild thing about people is they, they ignore this kind of evidence because it's not what aligns with them I guarantee yeah, years from now, when another company tries this and fails, everyone in their cousin is going to find all this information about this other company that tried this method and then failed and went under because they couldn't sustain it and be like, see, this is why you don't do that shit. Completely ignoring, you know, the the spearhead of the idea that was like, this works. Yeah, because that's how it, you know, that's why they say, um. With everything going on, if it if like Hillary had won, they'd blame everything on her. Mm-hmm. Or if a Democrat won, you know, you know, the right would be like, see what happens when this person's president. 
Mm-hmm. It's just that weird choice in narrative. Life isn't a choose your own adventure novel. <laughs> like, there are hard facts that we have to follow. It's not, you know, <laughs> I don't agree with this. So it doesn't. <laughs> now nah, we'll turn the page this way. We'll go down this path. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> Ain't no backpedaling. <laughs> choose your own yeah. adventure. Oh, no, I ended the story. Well, let's just go back here real quick. <laughs> that's just what it feels like it's it's like yeah it's it's just so wild the perspectives people have that are just so it's it's literally saying it's like giving a person a loaf of bread saying this is bread and like no it's not it's a watermelon (laughs) what (laughs) how how did you get there no clearly it's a watermelon there's empirical evidence vis-a-vis your fucking eyes <laughs> that says to the contrary. Why do you think it's a watermelon? Yeah, or getting all the ingredients for a cake, putting in the oven, pulling it out. All right, chili's on. <laughs> it's that they people believe what, it. believe and see what they want to believe and see. Doesn't matter if facts and exist. And you have the. Uh... The person at the table who takes a slice of the cake and is like, mm, man, these nachos are delicious. <laughs> you should we do that one time. Just roll with somebody. <laughs> just eat, a bowl of, eat a bowl of cereal. Man, this yogurt is delicious. <laughs> what do you mean yogurt? That's cereal. Nah, this is just yogurt, but early. <laughs> Slice of cherry pie. Man, this pizza is to die for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so in short, everybody, try to be like Dan Price. Don't be like other people. He knows mm-hmm. what's up. It's funny, a bunch of people on Twitter are like, hey, how can I apply? And he's just like posting the link here. <laughs> <laughs> From what I read, when he when he first made the change and, you know, like opened it up for applications, he said... He had something like over 4,500 applications in the first week. Mind you, his staff is only like a hundred some people. Right. (laughs) Man, can't get everybody (laughs) interviews. Goddamn. Yeah. The, The one of the few CEOs who's like, yeah, we should really start paying people more. It gets good results. I think the worst part is like people don't it seems like people don't actually care if their companies even succeed anymore. They have their assets. Mm. Does it matter if it fails? No, because they just you could just roll it into something else. I mean, yeah, like even with all the uh with all the publicly traded companies, it's like, all right, we made the company and we sold all these shares to these investors, our money's secure. We're not really concerned anymore. Cash flow is still there and it'd be great. But company goes under, whatever, fuck it. We'll start another one. That's why we all need to, everybody needs to get hustling. Mm. Get to hustling. Don't let them take eight hours of your day or more anymore. Everyone likes to say, seize the means of production. We need to seize the means of this cash flow. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I've I've heard that. Seize the means of production. No, derail production and go do something else cripple production and then watch them suffer while you prosper 
Yeah. One Think day. microscopically. Focus your efforts in your own local community. You know, I think that's really what it's going to take. As much as everybody wants things to happen on a mass scale, it if we o- if we would only apply a certain degree of like divide and conquer, it's really could because you have to think people want instant change, and I think you have to look at in terms of compound effects. Set up a domino; someone else might set up another. It's like like you know how we're doing with all our stuff, you know. We're starting out as a small podcast now, but what what could we be in seven years? Pretty massive. That's the plan. I've decided it. The right way here, I right put now. it is the 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 war against the uh, inherently evil wealthy elite is a war of attrition. It's not something that you're just going to be like. As much as I like make the statement all the time, and you know crack the jokes it's not just like off with their heads and it's over no it's 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 you every day consistently choosing to be like i'm gonna put my money towards something that's gonna help my community that's gonna help the little guy you know i'm gonna shop here locally or i'm gonna do what i can and (laughs) keep the cash flow in the hands of the people who actually need it yeah with that being said for any of your you know clothing needs such as shirts and hoodies and whatnot and if you need like mm-hmm. your own custom design go to lavish media designs they didn't pay us to say that straight just up being nice they didn't i haven't i haven't bought clothes like from anywhere <laughs> yet because i haven't needed any but like i i'm 100 dedicated to it. i'm like look when i need new clothes i'm coming here <laughs> just all the clothes i don't care if you guys are, i don't care shit i don't care if you guys are swamped i'm putting in orders here and only here <laughs> now i just need like you know a grocery store owned by like someone in the community and like i like to spend my money on my auto repair on like my friends that know that are like mechanics or know how to work on cars better than i do Dude, I've got friends who do that for free, and I'm just like, man, if only everybody was like you. You get sca- you can go to, you can go to a garage and get scammed, and then you got friends who are really knowledgeable. We're like, no, don't worry about it. Just give me a pizza and some beer. Mm-hmm. Like, what? For You'll real. take the pizza party? That's, that's the other thing, too. That's the other thing, too, is you, you, you as a community, you have to not take advantage of that. As much as your friend is going to tell you, I'll do it for a, a six-pack and a slice of beer. Fuck that. Pay them. They they need that. He said a slice of beer. (laughs) Six pack and a slice of beer. I'm sorry. Well, Well, I mean, if you're drinking Guinness, which is a meal in a (laughs) bottle anyways. (laughs) No, no, you you got to you got to you got to do that. uh, Elitist elitist perspective, you know, sip the beer. Mm -hmm. Man, (laughs) this salad is delicious. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> the salad. <laughs> but no, for real, fuck that. Pay your friends when when that, when they say, "Oh, well, we'll do this for you for free." Like when I was setting up my uh, my uh, UI for my Twitch stream, you know, my friend Kenzie was like doing all the artistic design, and she was like, "No, I'm just trying to do it to to help you out." I was like, "I'm I'm either giving you money or buying you something. You're just gonna have to accept that." You know. That's what I mean by supporting your community. When your friends say, oh, we'll help, we'll help you with this or you ain't got to like pay me for it, man. We're cool. It's like, no, pay them. 
make sure that they're compensated. <laughs> they need to be able to sustain themselves. And it's not so much about it's whether like that, or not um, they have enough cash flow. It's 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 the effort. You know, they're compensated in some right. way. Right. Well, it's almost like um I saw this one post and it was talking about the lifespan of a dollar in a certain community versus another. I want to say it was the Asian community. Mm-hmm. And they said um a dollar will circulate for like three to four weeks or something like that. Maybe it was a little bit less. Mm-hmm. But you know, and I don't know if it was the black community or another community. It was like a matter of days before it was just gone from the community. Mm-hmm. Then again, I'm reading a lot of things about the Asian community that is really buckets. interesting. It's like that uh, compounding. Everybody starts like building their business empires together. Mm-hmm. We're like, everybody will pull money together. Start this business. Okay. Put the money back in the pot. Start another one. And everybody just ends up, you know, that's how, that's how you go to a neighborhood and, you know, someone owns a store and then their friend owns a salon and then their uncle owns a butcher shop and all this other stuff. And then another one owns a restaurant and another one's got like the clothing outlet and another one's got the auto body shop. It's like, yeah, that's how it works. Putting all your efforts into you. I'd love to do something like that. I just buy land and start basically, like a, a city. Yeah. Yeah. I was just about to say, basically start a small city. <laughs> now I remember what was it? Uh, Tyler Perry. He, he like in recent past couple of years, opened his own, like his own studio. And it was on a D de- he bought a decommissioned army base to do it. Mm-hmm. And now I think he has the biggest studio in the country or the world or something like that. You know, he actually just, uh, he hit a billion dollars. He's a billionaire now. Oh, uh, shit. Sorry, dude. It's guillotine time. <laughs> I wonder what he pays his people. But it also is all his creative endeavors. He has 100% ownership. Mm. That's impressive. Man, this episode is going on really long. We should probably wrap it up. <laughs> Oh yeah, definitely. I just kind of looked at the recording time. Like, ah. <laughs> it's like, oh, uh, so anyways, yeah, good old Danny boy. He's good with me. Good mm-hmm. in my book. Other he's, CEOs he's, need to follow. He's official. He's officially recognized by the friends. lower class. Pay people that you love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, support the pod. Do all the things. Like us on everywhere. If you're just now listening, you can look us up on Facebook, on Instagram and Twitter. We are at BTQ. That is me. Why am I saying my own handle? (laughs) I am at BTQ Paul. (laughs) The podcast is at PNTS underscore podcast. I'm so used to using my own Instagram that I just plug it. If you want to follow me, I'm at BTQ Paul. I post fun music stuff. And, you know, Greg over here is DMS underscore Brodo Bird. He Twitch streams. Very entertaining. Mm hmm. And if you're just tuning um, into the show now and you haven't been following it, the DMS stands for Danny Master Senpai. Yeah, one of the fun nicknames God, I gave him in the so first good. quarter of the year. <laughs> uh, also, if you want merch, uh, go to lavishmediadesigns.com or I think it's Lavish Media Store mm-hmm. also directs you directly to the store. We have hoodies, shirts, mm-hmm. stickers, and masks. Well, that's it for today, everybody. Thank you for listening. And as always, stay hustling and stay hydrated. Peace.